The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! Okay, what are we drinking today? Well, it's Friday. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. And that is always choice for a martini, dry martini. And you make it the way you make it so you can share. Well, I make it with four Mm -hmm. shots of gin. Mm -hmm. And then half a shot Mm -hmm. of Dolan vermouth. Dry dry vermouth. Mm -hmm. A couple of shakes of orange bitters. I do them both at the same time, so I do aged eight to one. Yep. And then I stir them a hundred times, them give them lots of ice time. Yeah. Let it get nice and cold. And then I pour it into an ice cold glass and I squeeze an orange rind over the top mm. and drop a curl of orange inside. twist inside. Mm. And it sits in an ice cold glass and it's pretty cold, it's pretty delicious, it looks beautiful. Smells fabulous, tastes it's, perfect. It's like a perfect drink. You know, it's so amazing. Like someone said, "What are you doing this weekend?" Whatever, and I thought to myself, "It's six in the morning. Why are you asking me such a thing?" I kind of giggled, and then they go, "I don't know. What are you doing?" And I go, "Well, let me tell you what I'm doing." I said, "I will get off work at two, and I will drive home for an hour, and I'll be only answering." I had to stop because I had to preface myself because I don't tell them I'm going to get fucked. Right. <laughs> I basically then say, and then I'm going to have an ice cold martini. And only until after the martini do I even contemplate the next step. And the next step is usually dinner. <laughs> so I have no idea what I'm doing this weekend. Yeah. It's just, it's glorious. Well, that's what we're doing this weekend. We're having really hot sex. Yes. Well, again, again, we did it today that's, already, that's what we do. Right. Then we're going to watch the Arsenal game 4 a.m. tomorrow. On. Yeah. Thank God. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know. But it's okay. early. I thought but it was two okay. weeks and I th- kept well, thinking. it's been two weeks. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I was like, oh, I wonder if we're going to watch Arsenal this week. Yeah, they have nine games in, 11 games in 30 days or something. It's oh crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. And then um, after that, I don't have any plans, I don't think. Just those, yeah. are, those are the key I mean, things. The lots Arsenal's of sex. Lots of, lots of football. Yeah, lots of football. Yeah. And we'll read our next section Chapter. of the story of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. 
Visit Slub USA at Slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Story of O, Chapter 3, Part 3, Our Part 3. Yep. And this is an interesting little section that we read. Yeah. A lot packed into this little section. Right. More about O than Jacqueline. More about O than Jacqueline, although we learn that Jacqueline's off to her She's starting to make movies. role, right. Right. And it, it's interesting because O's noting that Jacqueline gets up in the morning and, you know, is pouty and not wanting to follow through, but kind of does her thing and then goes and has her coffee that O has made her and then allows O to kiss her fingers. And she kind of has this mm, kind of this malice look on her face. Right. And, you know, but it's early, you know, this is the time kids go to school. Right. Right. Well, come on. I get up at four. Come on. Well, you're weird. (laughs) Yeah. But What's interesting is that Sir Stephen sends his car to take Jacqueline to the Yeah, that, now I wonder, they didn't reference this, but I wonder if she knows it's Sir Stephen's car. She doesn't, maybe doesn't. Know. But maybe she thinks it's part of Renee and O, like, we'll have a car, we'll send a car for you to take you to right. work. What's interesting, and I, I didn't catch it in the book, but it seems like O rides with her. Because the car then takes her to Sister. Well, no, it, that section I read twice to okay. make sure. So he says, I'm sending a car for Jacqueline yes. to take her to Bologna, and then the car will come back and pick you up and bring you here. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's why she was still in her dressing gown. I was wondering. I tried yeah, to figure yeah. that out. Right. Yeah, but what she referenced was, you know, Jacqueline, it looked, the way she's dressed in front of Jacqueline is as if she's going to go back to bed. She's right. in her dressing gown and... And she looks presentable for coffee and right. breakfast, but she looks like she's going to go lounge in bed. And that's not the case. She immediately, after Jacqueline leaves, gets dressed and is picked up by the car that comes back and taken daily to Sir Stevens to be with him in his study or his office, which is different than the main room. And he has a, a maid. An elderly maid. An elderly mulatto, mulatto maid is what right. they say. And... I mean, she knows what's going on. Like she knows she's done this before. Obviously she basically takes O to a dressing area, watches O undress, folds the clothes and puts them in a closet that is locked, that only the maid has the key. Then this naked woman who only puts these black mules on click, click, click follows behind the maid who then opens the study to allow O to go in to spend the day with Sir Stephen. Yet, as the chapter goes on, there are instances of apparently Nora will stand there. Nora's be the, the, the maid. maid. Yeah, she'll she'll come she'll in and enter, out yeah. as at will because she's doing blinds or she's doing coffee or whatever. And she's not supposed to knock. She's not just supposed to, to ask. She's supposed she to just come just in. wander around the house, right. At will. And she wanders in in this one scene while he's gonna fuck her from behind. Fuck her in the ass. Yeah, actually. And the thing is that. O's aware of her being there and she makes eye contact with her. Which she normally doesn't. Which she normally doesn't do. And in that moment of eye contact, she realizes that she's a scary person to her. And later she even shares with Sir Stephen that, yes, I'm afraid of this woman. And Sir Stephen says, well, you should be. You actually have a reason to be afraid of her. And 
I'm going to send you to this other person who's done a camp call right now. Almost like, because he talks about if when you start wearing my irons and my marks. Right. And she goes, well, I don't know. I've, I wear your marks because she figures the floggings and the different things she's had are marks. And she goes, and I'm wearing the ring from Rossi. And he goes, he's like, no, no, it. no, that's not mine. Yeah, I'm going to send you to Anne-Marie. And then she'll help me decide whether we go forward. Now, yeah. he said, obviously, with your consent but we'll see if you go forward, right? which is a whole new thing. So O's mind is racing because she's never met any of his friends or acquaintances because she thinks it's because once they meet, because she has the ring on, that she's free game for anybody, right? right? Which could be the case or not, but he could be purposely not revealing her as his slut because he hasn't chosen her yet. Well, he talked about Anne-Marie with her at an earlier time. Yeah. He referenced her, and she doesn't really have a context for Anne-Marie. Well, she thinks Anne-Marie might be the woman. Maybe that's the woman that he wants to watch me kiss and Although make out with. Although he mostly talked about that context with Jacqueline. And that's what was referenced. Yeah, so there were two things that jumped out at me in this chapter. One was when the maid walked into the room while he was fucking her in the ass. Right. She sort of freaked out and tried to resist him, and he basically raped her. He basically... Fucked her in the ass, even though she didn't want to. Until she stopped resisting. Until she stopped resisting. Meaning like, you know, the sphincter stops. Because she said she was squeezing hard. Like she was preventing him from. And once he was able to fuck her freely. Yeah. Then he released her. Yeah. The other thing. But you can't imagine. The maid's standing right there and he just releases her and his dick pops out. And this is a normal thing for this Nora to see. Yeah. 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 The other thing that was interesting. And you referenced it while you were reading. Was this conversation that occurred about how. Oh, interacted with their scenes. Well, even with just not their scene, like even just being in the office, she talks about each task he has her do, bend over the desk or answer the phone or any of these tasks that he has her do. I'll read the quote from the book. It says, each surrender was for her, the pledge that another surrender would be demanded of her. And she acquitted herself of each as though of a duty performed. And it was odd that she had been completely satisfied by it, yet she was. So that sprung out to me. I actually stopped while we were reading in order to share with you, like, that's not how I look at tasking. Now, I don't know if O is, she's a sub, but I don't know if she's, well, she's a switch, but she's a sub in this standpoint with Sir Stephen. And I don't know if she is service inclined. They sound affluent a little bit. So, you know, is she really service inclined? I don't see her bringing the coffee. I don't see her doing that kind of thing. No, no, she has a maid. You're right. So So in that respect, I think maybe she's ticky-tacking each thing, but it seems very transactional. Like she says, you know, each task I follow through on, like I'm getting, in essence, brownie points with Sir Stephen. And I don't know if that's how Sir Stephen looks at it. No, the point you made, which I thought was interesting at the time, was... You know, we live in a 24-7 dynamic, and when we scene, we scene. It's a whole scene. It's not like a task, then a task, then a task. Right. Like, you put yourself forward, we scene. Because we have an agreement. We have agreements around that, right. And in her case, it's as if she's having a conversation with herself. After each event. That by agreeing to each event and participating in it. She's being a better super sub. Yeah, she's being a better sub, and she's giving herself permission to take on the next task. Which I get giving herself permission. I like the words you use there because as a switch, she struggles with that. 
alignment there, for herself. I think there is an aspect of struggle for her. I think it is. You know? An identity of where she separates. What's interesting is, I hear this from switches all the time. What I find is the people that I encounter that recognize that their whole life has interacted around a switch dynamic. Yeah in all phases of their life, right? Yeah. Depending on which way it goes, it doesn't matter which side of it is, seem to be more seamless on the interchange, the, the jump between. Yeah. I feel that way. I feel the jump between for me is not a stretch. It's completely, and it doesn't mean I'm less authentic when I'm in with it's you. And or, it isn't or, role play. I'm yeah. not role playing with you. Correct. I really, where my switch comes is my choice to have a lover a primary anchor partner like we used yesterday in our pod yesterday, the person who fills my cup, I am submissive to. That's that's my love language. But I don't give everyone my love language. Then the rest of me is a power exchange. I'm a powerful woman. I have needs and I need a service sub to fill those needs, right? right? But she, what I'm saying is it's still transactional for her. I really think she thinks she's getting brownie points for being able to fulfill on Sir Stephen's requests. And well, she doesn't call them requests. She calls them demands, which makes yeah. me wonder how much of this is force versus true power. True, I agree. The thing that I'm interested in is the way she's processing what's occurring to her. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like she's trying to get somewhere. That's Yes, exactly. You know? Well, that's why you keep score. Right, you keep score because <laughs> you're trying to get somewhere. But it's not clear where there is. I don't know if she even knows. She doesn't, right? I so, think she's just keeping score. Yeah, so she's participating. She's processing. She's in it, This right? would be a good app, a super sub app, where you could just like get points from your dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She's trying to achieve the expression of love from Sir Stephen, she said. Sure. She's trying to get that. She's trying Well, she's and- confident of it. She even said earlier before going over to Sir Stevens that it's not that far off. Right. He's already tenderly kissing me right. after he uses me really hard. Mm. So, I mean, she's really, which is her dominant side saying that. Right. Like, it's really going to happen. It's really going to happen. I think what's coming, and I don't know this book at all, but I have this sinking feeling that she has this ego about it. And all of a sudden, either she's going to fall through with Jacqueline or she's not. And Sir Stephen's going to be impatient and just going to have her brought over. And then hmm. she's going to see, you know, there's a competition between subs. You watch. She's going to see something. Yeah. Well, I imagine that this new character, the Anne-Marie character, is going to teach her something I think about she's there to teach her. Something about something, like what, whether it's sadomasochism or whether it's anal or whether it's being with grooming. women or grooming, like we don't know, right? So I this- can't, I have a lot of ideas going in my head in the sense that what would they groom her for? Right. Because she's been to Rossi already? Yes. So the question is, what's the big letdown, right? If think- she's already a Rossi whore, and Sir Stephen's groomed her. I'm predicting the big letdown is she no longer is his special person. Yeah, his She's primary. just a run-of-the-mill She's just Rossi. one of them. She's one of the Rossi She's girls. just one of them. Yeah. Or, yeah, or he says, I haven't chosen you as my one. Right. Therefore, you're part of Rossi because that's the agreement you made for property. Right. Or he has a, because she doesn't always know what he's doing this time. Right. He has a fleet of extras. Right. And she's in the harem. And therefore, regrettably, I think it's going to be Jacqueline that gets chosen as the one. Maybe, but we've been told that she has a terrible letdown. The book twists, Well, that's what I mean. But wouldn't it be a huge letdown to have Jacqueline become his one and she becomes 
secondary. Yeah, but I can't imagine that that's the outcome. I think it's something more. I think it's something darker, right? That's what I think. Yeah. I think she's discarded by him to just be a run of the mill whore at the Rossi Institute. But we'll see. I'm predicting. That could be devastating to a sub to be who who wants a primary. Yeah. And then is discarded. So yeah. now they're just in the abyss. Right. That would be that would be hard. Yeah. I think that's where it's going. Okay. We'll see. All right. We'll see. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.